Hi, this is Carl with another SMB Community Podcast, and I'm joined today by Harry Brailsford. Welcome back, sir. Hello. So, you have a new sign behind you. What's, uh, what's, what's with the uh, 420 MSP? Well, you know, think, think of it this way, Carl. I, I, I hope I practice what I preach, right? A lot of our outreach from the traditional SMB Nation community is to uh, innovate, uh, transform, uh, be the entrepreneur. For many of us, we don't have any other choice. And so I stay committed to one or two startups a year. Um, this is actually a brand extension, but it's a, it's a new community and it's backed by the book that has been released today. And so the book is How to Be an MSP. Congratulations. A vertical, a vertical twist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, so let's back up. So you got a new book, which is awesome. And I'll be very happy to help you promote that. And we'll get a nice graphic in here uh, with the book cover on it. Uh, and it is how to be an MSP. And then this is also got a twist with the vertical. Correct. Correct. And and so let's let's go back in time. And I'm wearing in commemoration of this, if you can see this, this is my Windows Small Business Server 2003 MVP shirt. The reason that's important is I wrote a flurry of books in that time frame, and it was very interesting. And some of them you can see behind me, you know, I was doing Windows Secrets and MCSE study guides, very technical. Carl, about that time frame, there was a need for a business conversation on how to make money with SBS and other product stacks right. in SMB. So fast forward the movie, 15 years, um, there, of course, was an important need to update the business models, right? And, 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 and gather all my prior research, plus two years of research went into the book we're releasing today to come up with a, uh, a modern conversation that's more relevant. For example, uh, in 2003, we would have been emphasizing um, billable hours. And with your assistance in chapter nine, thank you, and your guidance, um, we have updated that to, we, we honor the fact there's project work, there's fixed bid work, especially like DOD and some other sectors, but um, the, 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 the conversation's been updated for monthly recurring revenue or MRR. So that's one of many, many examples about the core business conversation of the book. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because, and I've told you this many, many times, I loved your book on small business consulting. Right. I mean, it was, it's a great business book. It's got a great model. Um, it's a real eye opener. I mean, skip ahead. I don't know what it's been, 15, 18 years. It has been 15 years. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'm prepping a presentation Oh. where I'm actually going through the math of why you can't bill 2,000 hours a year, right? right. I mean, that, that conversation is as fresh as it was 15 years ago. People come into the business and they think, oh, man, I'm going to charge $100 an hour. I'm going to charge 40 hours a week. I'm going to make, you know, $4,000 a month or a week. I'm going to kick ass and take names. <laughs> and then they start scratching and clawing to bill 1,000 hours a year. So yep. it's, a, it's, it's a great message that needs to be out there. And you've refreshed the whole thing, including uh, Find Your Mind a Grinder and the whole deal. 
Why don't you go into that just a bit so folks have a sense of what you're talking well, about? Well, you know, what what drives my wife nuts is, is sometimes when I talk like uh, maybe uh, former LA Lakers coach Phil Jackson, the Zen master. So <laughs> let, me, let, let me start at 50,000 feet and then we'll increasingly drop down all the way down to the vertical conversation. And at 50,000 feet, what drives a lot of my research, a lot of my work, a lot of my writing is the one thing we cannot buy is time. Um, now, I would offer you can buy happiness because back <laughs> in the boom, I most certainly did. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can't buy time, okay? And, and so we're kind of up here at the Zen master level. And so understanding that, I think there needs to be dialogue in the community that even with the RMM tools and, and, and all the gizmos and the MRR business model, which I applaud, um, but it's still time, right? There, your time is limited and, and your capacity is limited. And so then understanding you can't buy time, then it comes down, or I'm, I'm coming down a little bit, it comes down to life choices. <laughs> How do you want to spend your limited time? And right. For people in their power band years, uh, been there, uh, could probably be accused of still being in those years, but um, there is the tendency, Carl, I know you were there, but there's the tendency on the way up in your power band years to, to work seven days a week and 80 hours a week. And um, that's, that's okay as you're building your reputation and, and, and your business, but it's clearly not sustainable. And shout out to you that you have a whole another publishing genre with relax, relax, focus, focus succeed. That, that's what's right. written on those uh, surfboards back there. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, we'll, we'll leave those surfboards just hanging out there in the ocean for a minute. But um, so you can't buy time. You have to make life choices. And what at the end of the day I'm trying to do with this book is make you I, I, I'm drawing on my experiences, both in the private sector and the academic community as an adjunct college professor uh, over the years, that I'm, I'm trying to crystallize that conversation and bring it into a book that I think needs to be added to your bookshelf. Um, I, I never have suggested my prior 20 books should be the only book you buy, because I look at, I, 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 I look at this as a life learner experience. So you should buy Carl's books. You should buy Harry's books. You, you should buy uh, Andrew Bettany's technical books. He was just here for the MVP summit. You, you should have a, a bookcase of books. You don't just buy one book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and I, I, I hope this new book is, is on that list. And so now, dropping down further, the finder minder grinder conversation is a professional services paradigm that you got to find the work you got to manage the work and you got to do the work. And it's like project management, right? That you cost time or quality is the triangle. Pick two. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I would argue that that's uh, where, where I go with my latest writings. And so, and you and I have had this talk, but in the case of myself, I love the finder and I love the grinder. So fortunately, Jennifer Hallmark is in her 12th year with me on the operations side. So she's the minder, right? So pick two and then hire what you can't 
reasonably do right. well. <laughs> well, and as you grow, you, you hire a couple of grinders and then you, you need to hire some managers. So you hire some minders and, you know, uh, I think most small businesses, the owner does the finding for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then if let, 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 let's jump way ahead and I'll come back to the elevation we're at, but if you go way ahead, to the maybe the way it all ends up is that you ultimately want to be the owner in the e-myth variety. That's, that's right. the end of the, that's my next book. That's the end of the story. Uh, <laughs> the uh, m m much later in life, but, but back to the finder minder grinder model. So that's sort of the, the, the paradigm. And then the book is about tactics, right? So for example, Tried and true, Carl. Uh, meetups, we used to call them user groups, but meetup.com and good Lord, in every community, there's every meetup you can think of. Or I walk you through how to start your own meetup and, and grow a community. Well, you know, uh, we recently reformulated the Sacramento uh, SMBIT users group. We're now organized through meetup.com. It just yep. makes it easy. It makes it, you know, fast. Uh, and we get like 30 people who've never heard of us before to join because, hey, there's a new group. It's about business and technology. And boom, you're just there. Yep. So now let's talk about how we're going to invest our time. And Carl, if you want to make a side note, there's an elephant in the room in about five minutes. I want to get the elephant out of the room. But I, <laughs> first, let's get the elephant in the room. Okay? All right. All righty. And, and so how are you going to invest your time wisely? Because you have needs, economic needs, right? The kids need shoes, much less college tuition. And so you typically want to invest forward in a sector or a vertical that is showing signs of health. <laughs> Break, breaking news. Right, right. <laughs> And, and let me tell you what's not working, Carl. I've, I've been on your show before. You've been on mine. And I, I hearken back to my childhood in Alaska, where Prudhoe Bay was a very strong catalyst for Alaskan growth for almost 40 years, right? Largest oil field in North America, 300,000 citizens. So just take your suburb in Sacramento and lay down a billion dollars every 20 days on those people. Ooh, right? I'll take it. Un unbelievable. Um, Prudhoe Bay is done. You know, secondary recovery methods uh, went far longer than we thought it would. The, the, the risk of a natural resource economy is exactly that. And so, Carl, I have good friends I talk to weekly. I'm going to go back up there in June. I still want you to join me, by the way, to go to the big AK for a photo, <laughs> photo safari. <clears throat> um, but, it, Carl, the, some of these are MSPs. I mean, not just childhood friends. And they literally don't know what to do. Their GDP over the last couple of years contracted by 6%. And, you know, trickle-down economics, that goes all the way down to the SMB on Main Street because an economy demands GDP growth of about 2% just to account for uh, net migration and, and natural birth, right? Right. And, and, and so if you can imagine a contracting economy long-term, uh, there are bills in the legislature to close the University of Alaska. Okay, wow. They're going to shut down their university system. And that is fatal when you're in tech, right? All is an investor, not interested. Right. Right. Seattle success, University of Washington, Austin, University of Texas. 
So what I've done over the last two years with what I call primary, secondary, and field research, uh, going to meetups and scientific conferences, industry conferences, is I've identified the hottest sector, the hottest vertical in the, U in the North American economy. Um, you could argue that the Department of Defense might be hotter, and that's a social covenant that we've made to fund defense, right? right. We'll put that over there, and, and it is hot. DOD is hot. Right, but, but it's not I, SMB. <laughs> I, 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 I would argue the legal cannabis industry right here, right now, is the hottest vertical, hottest sector of the economy. Um, and I have a lot of evidence that supports that, but, but trust me, the net capital inflow into this industry from legitimate companies, especially in Canada, where it's federally legal and they can work within the banking system, is it, Carl, it's the dot-com, it's the late 1990s all over again, my friend. Right. <laughs> well, so as we're recording this, so last week, Seth Rogen from Canada announced uh, an, an entire company designed to help it, people make it easier to understand how to be comfortable with cannabis and to make money with it. So um, it, it's interesting because as I- well, Don't forget that elephant. We still have that elephant in the room. As a, <laughs> as a completely random thing, you and I both happen to be in Canada. Like we showed up at a conference and uh, pot was not legal. When we left, it was legal. So and it was like that week. <laughs> they no, and, 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 and I, with all due respect, I, I, I went down over by McGill University. You remember I built a fluff day in and had a rent-a-car. Right. And it, yes, it was a coincidence. I'm not that, <laughs> the wetware is not that smart between the years. But uh, Carl, I, I took my fluff day and walked the streets and interviewed on video and, and I went into one of the dispensaries and it was unbelievable. The line went around the block. Um, yes, they work within the banking system. And so that meant that the dispensaries were taking debit cards and credit cards and checks. Um, and, 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 and there were bands out playing. It, it, it was a party over at McGill University. You can cross uh, provinces. So as you're very well aware, it would be illegal to go from Washington State to Idaho with possession of cannabis, either by car and most certainly plane. Um, right. but, but Carl, let's hit the elephant head on in, in the room. And so cannabis is uh, a new conversation, is, is a nice diplomatic way to put it. And there are strong feelings. And so let me share a conversation I had in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest a couple of weeks ago, uh, where I attended the cannabis track, uh, 300,000 attendees. And as you might imagine, the cannabis track, now it was primarily scientific and regulatory and compliance, number one, but the rooms were packed. I, I mean, unbelievable. And this is in Texas. Right. <laughs> And I talked to a, uh, uh, a mom and she uh, was taking it all in and she opposes the legalization of, uh, of cannabis. And I said, well, do you have a few minutes? I mean, let's talk about that because I understand, I understand that, but you don't want it to go back to the black market, right? Because there's a couple problems with the black market that I'll quickly go over and I go into on the book much more detail. Number one would be the supply chain, right? So every stock 
in uh, at a grower, at least in the state of Washington, I know state law best up here, has a barcode. And that barcode is tracked all the way to the edible, the peanut butter cup that's sold at a dispensary in Seattle. And the black market doesn't have that. That allows you to do a recall if there's molds, mildew, uh, pesticides, or terrorist contamination, right? Versus we can't do that. And you've seen these stories where there's what, what fentanyl and the overdoses out on the streets of a big city and they, they, they can't get their arms around it because it's a black market. Right. Number two, prohibition doesn't work. So, so it, I, I appreciate you're opposed to this area. God bless you. But prohibition doesn't, I mean, it's here. Okay. Right. And, and then number three, once we have compliance and regulation, uh, we can engage in childproof packaging and labeling and, and things that make sense. Because it, it's going on, whether whatever we do, it's still going on. And I would prefer to have the packaging and the labeling and, 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 and so on. And then, Carl, finally, number four was the state tax revenue. And so if we stay in a black market, the state of Washington has now surpassed a billion dollars in tax revenue. It's heavily taxed. Uh, white collar professionals and do-gooders and others, uh, people who view uh, cannabis as a health aid and elixir will happily buy, legally happily pay the taxes. And Carl, we even have uh, more conservative individuals now supporting the cannabis industry and the hemp industrial hemp industry in particular uh, from the tobacco states that need a replacement crop. Uh, former House Speaker John Boehner from Iowa is uh, a large proponent of legalized cannabis. And now <laughs> he, he, he has a seminar series and an event model based on that. <laughs> so the question that comes to mind for me is, so we have this, uh, I want to say it's a gold rush, but it's a gold rush that's been 10 years, 15 years in the making. Oh, I, I would argue it's been out there about 40 or 50 years. Well, but, but I mean, in terms of the, the legalized <laughs> side of it, you know, uh, but how long will it last in the sense of, right, CVS just announced that they're going to sell CBD products in CVS pharmacies, right? So the big boys are getting into the business. So on the SMB space, are, is our market mature? Is it is it going to start fading? Are we still on the upswing? Like where are we yeah. in terms of the life cycle of the market? No, good good question. In chapter four, uh, I borrowed a conversation from a blockchain webinar we did with David Ham out of the Silicon Valley, and he had uh, made a slide with the Gartner hype curve, and uh, it relates to technology, which by the way, that is always the focus of my book is the technology side. I am in no way suggesting you partake. That's an individual decision. Um, and quite frankly, I don't care. But but the Gartner hype curve for technology is the slope, the, the upward slope, which we're on. So it's the SBS in the 2000 to 2008 timeframe, right? Remember SBS 97 to about 2001, was down here, right? Well, we're past that. And right. now we're on the curve and we're headed up. We're probably about midpoint on the curve. And so it has legs in terms of the Gartner 
um, hype curve. And then there's the trough of disillusionment, right? That capital tends to flow in too aggressively into sectors. And so then there's going to be stores that close and uh, processors that um, cross the yellow line and are also selling to the black market in addition to the legal market. So then there's the trough of disillusionment. And then there is just the steady upward uh, slope to the right over a decade is my prediction. And Carl, that is exactly what happened with the MSP community. And on, and on that slope to the upper right long-term, um, that's when you're gonna see consolidations. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now in the MSP community with Autotask, ConnectWise and right. all the rest. That's a decade away. So for many of my readers in our demographic, uh, you guys can ride this out to pasture. <laughs> it, it, it's a decade-long run. I'm sorry it took so long to just give you the straight-up answer. No, no, no. Not, that's good. That's, that's, uh, you know, what's funny is you have, over the years, always been the one who brings people back to the business discussion because everybody wants to talk speeds and feeds, and you're like, that's all good, but the fastest computer today is going to be the slowest computer tomorrow. So let's talk about how you stay in business and make money and all that. So, uh, so to me, the analogy to, you mentioned the, that period 2000 to 2008, I would say 2003 to 2008. I think yeah, yeah, the 2003 shirt is completely appropriate because we literally just spent five years printing money. Um, and, you know, that's, that's how I got to look like this, man, <laughs> overeating. <laughs> the, uh, the, the cannabis market is, it's interesting because without regard to cannabis, they're, they're kind of like dentists or ophthalmologists. They got a lot of technology going on, right? They, it's not just, you know, storing data. They need inventory control. They need security. They need cameras. They need signage. <laughs> they need pretty much any technology that exists out there. And you mentioned blockchain. I mean, I think that's going to be the big thing is, you know, when you get barcodes on, on uh, plants, I mean, that's how we found out about the last uh, uh, lettuce. Remember there was this problem where they recalled all the romaine lettuce? Well, that's exactly how they found out about that is polluted water that was used for irrigation, which shouldn't have been, and it was in violation of blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't have known any of that if they didn't know exactly where that stuff came from. So let's talk wor workloads. We're talking workloads. Let's talk about that. And uh, in the book, I kind of list them in the following order. And so number one is security. I say lead with security because of the compliance regulatory issues. Uh, it's a cash business at the end of the supply chain. So you have security issues. Then there's the regulation that you have to have cameras um, and, 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 and so on. Number two is infrastructure. So, so guys, these are just SMBs, right? Let's forget the topic. <laughs> these are SMBs with a lot of money to spend and they need to spend it and they pay their bill. And so, yes, they need printers, they need laptops, they need all that. And, and there's basically three players, right? There's the dispensaries or what we call retail. There's the, the, the processors or what we call manufacturing. And then there's the producers or what we call growers. Um, and Carl, the, 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 the industry kind of reflects a couple of different like 
workflows, the pharmaceutical industry for what would be my third point, forgive me, my third point is supply chain management, typically an ERP system uh, for inventory and reporting. Uh, so that would closely mirror the uh, pharmaceutical industry down to the individual pill at the neighborhood uh, pharmacy. Um, number two would be uh, agriculture, right, up at the growing level. So the use of drones um, to specifically monitor plants, maybe even shoot the barcode on the stock for reporting, uh, cer certainly to take care of weed and, weed and feed, forget the pun. And, and, and then in the, uh, the, the, the middle player manufacturing the processor, right, their technology needs uh, reflect that. So, so it, it, it reflects a couple different sectors, but just yesterday I, I was in a meeting at the only federally licensed research facility because cannabis is a schedule one. Um, and so it was in South Seattle. Uh, she's a PhD, wicked smart, $50 million investor backed company with like three employees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, unbelievable. Um, and uh, that uh, mirrored, you know, it, 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 it just showed it mirrored. Oh, the, the, the conversation was the wine industry. So she's creating a seed bank for varietals and creating varietals. Now her interest is uh, healthcare. So she's interested in cancer, MS, and epilepsy in particular, and doing the science behind that for CBD. Right. And creating a seed bank like they have in Antarctica, right? So we have diversity, the biodiversity. Uh, and I can go on and on and on because as the big players get in, the big fear is homo homogeneous and we're going to lose diversity. And then if a disease is introduced, the plant can't fight it, yada, yada, yada. Um, the, so, 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 I'm babbling, backing up, pharmaceutical industry, agricultural industry, and the wine industry. And that's what this looks like, my friend. Right. And there's a, a layover of HIPAA, right? Because oh, yeah. to, to the extent that it's used in the medical, right? That That's all HIPAA related. So, um, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different technologies. Is there any clearinghouse yet of like, can I go to a place and say, Here's all the technology you need to run your store. Yeah, but that, that, that would just be the standard bundling. And, and again, with your assistance, thank you, in Chapter 9, I, I write up the Olympic medals. So we, we got your gold, we got your silver, and we got your bronze. Um, I know you rolled with platinum, but Carl, and, and again, thank you for helping me with that chapter, but I did want to be distinctive. And... <laughs> um, but it's just a typical bundle. Now that said, in chapter three and four, I double click down into the sector and, and think of it this way, the, the vertical, forgive me. Um, I double click down because, you know, you know Michael uh, in New York City, uh, one of our MSPs and user group leaders who is focused on the legal community. He has domain expertise in his vertical. If you're not a legal, you know, a, a law firm, no interest. Don't want to right. talk to you. You have to develop domain expertise in this field, not only for street cred, but Carl, to your point, to know what solutions to offer and why to offer them and, 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 and be an authority. And um, I, I would offer, you know, yes, there's the book and the book is a, a book. 
But the 420msp.com community is where we have the interactive updates to the book, right? Because it's always changing. Right. And much like you said, the gentleman from Canada making an investment last week. Well, the problem, Carl, is my example of John Boehner and Martha Stewart and, 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 and other well-known figures. Um, I would not have picked up on that, but I can sure do an updated video or blog about uh, investment capital flowing in, right? Right. So, so twenty MSP. We are almost out of time, but let me uh, be super clear about two things. First of all, there's the book. It is a great business book, and if people have no interest in uh, the the uh, four twenty side of it, they will still get a great deal out of this book. And it is the twenty right. first century guide to running a uh, a small IT consulting company. Right. Uh, so that's worth getting. And so we're going to have a link to the book down here. And then also uh, you've got two minutes, a minute and 30 seconds to tell me about the 420 MSP community. And we'll put a link down here as well. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's real simple where uh, I've always done best in my career is uh, like uh, mama saying uh, that she'd rather have me early to dinner rather than late. Okay. And that's a homespun saying, but it really rings true. And so hopefully I've led by example and consistently tried to be early into different opportunities. Uh, again, I would offer small business server as an example, um, cloud with cloud nation in 2010, uh, analytics and, and now the, uh, the, the emerging cannabis industry. Um, do all startups work? Uh, absolutely not. Are there risk factors? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's the risk reward equation, right? That, that I think the next MSP millionaires are listening to this podcast. If they get serious, they get smart, and they take advantage of what 80% of the book is, is what you alluded to. It's how to run an MSP practice today, Okay. The 20% is the absolute hottest vertical market in North America in terms of capitalization and cash. But I say once and I say twice that you may want to select another vertical. Again, I, I would offer uh, keep, keep an eye on the defense sector. Um, I think housing is cooling down. I think some sectors are cooling down, but defense is red hot. And you could take those same behaviors to become a domain expert in the sector of your choice. That's my best shot. And then, you know, it all coalesces at our community. So there's going to be more works uh, coming out of this. And it's going to be a, it, guys, it's a 10-year run. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And what's the website for that? Yeah, 420msp.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you once again for being here. I appreciate it. And we will have you back. So I'll have you back in 10 years to see how well you did. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know how if if I have that winter home of five thousand acre ranch in Austin, Texas, and a waterfront home on Bainbridge Island, you know it worked out, Carl. Thank you All for right, having very me. Very good. Thank you, sir.